0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Nashville Predators 3, Pittsburgh Penguins 2 in overtime. Only the second game the Pittsburgh Penguins have taken to extra time in this season, they are now one and one in that extra frame as they fall 14 seconds into the overtime. I mean, the top storyline of this game was the Pittsburgh Penguins fighting back from a deficit once again for the second straight game. Go down two to nothing in the first period, and they just claw their way back. Uh, survived a late push in the third period by the Nashville Predators to get that winning goal in regulation. A good job by. Tristan Jari once again to perform well in the third period, but then 14 seconds into overtime, as we'll get to an interesting play between Ryan O'Reilly, Sidney Crosby, Philip Forsberg, and Eric Carlson that leads to the game winning sequence for the home team, the Nashville Predators. But before we do that, let's get into the entire. Goal recap for this one. Only five to speak of, and it started early for the Nashville Predators. They get on the board with Michael McCarron scoring his second goal of the season. Assist go to Tyson Berry and... Gus Nyquist, a good deflection goal there from McCarron and one that, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are hoping to, to replicate as time goes on. They don't get enough of those, but a high tip from McCarran. There was traffic in front and a good job because Tristan Jari really had no chance of making the save on that one. Later in the period on a delayed penalty, Michael McCarran strikes again, this time for his third goal of the season. Not a deflection. He shoots it directly in. But again, similar theme. Tristan Jari. Did not have sight of the puck. A good job by the Nashville Predators to create a lot of traffic in front. Takes Jari's eyes away, and McCarran makes no mistake. Shoots it into the empty net, and it's 2 to nothing. just like that. Assist go to Phil Tomasino and Phil Forsberg. Second period begins. Penguins trying to push back a little bit, and you see something that we haven't seen in 10 games. Evgeny Malkin and Riley Smith connect for the goal. Malkin scores his 10th of the season with an absolute snipe of UC Saros. A beautiful no-look pass from Riley Smith. I thought that Drew O'Connor should have gotten an assist on this one, but uh, according to the score sheet and the fiscal scores at the NHL, he did not. He did bump down to the second line today with the return of Brian Rust. And speaking of Brian Rust, third period begins. Brian Rust announces his return publicly with a goal. The game-tying goal in the third period tied it up at 2-2. His 10th goal of the season. Assist goes to John Ludwig, who picks up his first career point in the National Hockey League. And Jake Gensel continues his dominant stretch here in the 2023-24 season, getting a secondary assist, his 17th assist of the season. Like I mentioned, the action was fast and furious late in the game, Looked like the Nashville Predators were pushing to potentially send this or prevent this game from being sent into overtime. They almost scored a couple of times. Tristan Jari stood tall, but then in overtime, Philip Forsberg puts it away with an unassisted goal, his 12th of the season, and Nashville takes this one by a final score of three to two. Should talk a little bit about that game-winning goal for Philip Forsberg. It happened on a play that the Pittsburgh Penguins were immediately not happy with as Forsberg skated it through the neutral zone. Crosby was trailing him, and Crosby then runs into Ryan O'Reilly, who was just desperately trying to stay on sides. They thought there should have been an interference call. Because of that, Eric Carlson was already marking Ryan O'Reilly, and the ice opened up for Philip Forsberg, who beat Tristan Jari on on a half breakaway there. Carlson breaks his stick. The visual of the Penguins bench was interesting to say the least. Everybody was in shock. Mike Sullivan had a few choice words for the officials. Brian Rust got out onto the ice and had a few choice words for the officials before he headed back to the locker room. The way I see it is this. Could it have been called an interference? Yes, because by the lay of the law, he interfered with somebody who's not carrying the puck, but at the same time, he was just trying to get back on side. so it is a gray area, I understand that, and it's it's tough, because that's not something I don't think is reviewable, uh, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow, and I saw uh, Colby Armstrong said the same thing on the postgame, he said, you know, it is questionable, it is borderline, it could have been called, there's a reason that it wasn't called, and, and it could have gone either way, and it's just a tough pill to swallow, when you cl- clawed your way back and were the better team for the second half of the game, and then... You don't even get really an opportunity in overtime because that call or that missed call or non-call prevented you from even getting puck possession. So, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but they did claw back. They did get a point, uh, something they haven't done in some a couple of games this year was be able to hold that game into the third period. There were a couple of games this season, most recently, last Friday against Buffalo, that... You needed to be able to shut things down late in the third period to at least get that point. Um, They were able to do it against Nashville, so I guess a step forward in that direction, but you would love to get the second point, especially in a game where they were playing better and better as the night went on, Uh, especially Tristan Jari, who, you know, let's get to it now. Tristan Jari is my third star in this one. Kind of a a low-profile game for him outside the last five, ten minutes of the third period. He did give up two goals in that first period, but like I mentioned, both of them were really because of a good job in Nashville by uh, taking his eyes away, screening the goaltender. One was a, a high deflection uh, that made it a little bit difficult to save. You'd like to see him save that puck in the in the overtime, give the Penguins an opportunity. But you know, Philip Forsberg is one of the one of the hottest goal scorers. In the National Hockey League right now, I believe he has 9 goals in his last 10 games. So he is on fire and he was able to beat Tristan Jari. But I think outside of that, Jari had a pretty stellar game. And he continues to put together a solid month of November. 23 saves on 26 shots. And like I said, sealed off You know, after 2 goals once again. He did the same thing he did on Saturday against Toronto and made sure the Pittsburgh Penguins had a chance to win as they went forward after giving up those two early goals. He shut things down and put it in the hands of the team in front of them, and, and that's all you can ask from a goaltender. So third star of the game goes to Tristan Jari. Second star, I'm going to give it to John Ludvig. Second time I've given him a star in the past, it seems, weak. Uh, he picks up his first career point in this one, which was nice, a primary assist on the game-tying goal to Brian Russ, but... He, I think we all know why I'm giving him the second star monster hit on Dante Fabro, something that, you know, is so nice, so refreshing to see from a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins who likes to take the physical route instead of just stick checking, especially from the defensive position. He continues to do so, and he did that in this one against Dante Fabro, making the Edgar Snyder and Associates hit of the game something to actually look forward to is John Ludwig. So kudos to him for doing that, and also because uh, another issue when it comes to physicality for the Pittsburgh Penguins everybody mentions is nobody stands up for the stars when they get picked on. John Ludwig stood up for Evgeny Malkin in the second period, gets into a fight with Michael McCarron, who is much larger than him, so you got to give him a little bit of credit for that, but this is the National Hockey League. If you're going to fight, you're going to fight, and I thought John Ludwig was really the aggressor in that one. I thought he He won the fight. I don't know if we're really grading fights at this point, but I'd say John Ludwig won that fight, and uh, certainly nice to see him stand up for Evgeny Malkin and not see Evgeny Malkin have to take that five-minute major himself. Uh, and and stand up for himself like we've seen from Crosby, we've seen from Malkin, we've seen from Latang over the past couple of years. Now it seems like at least there's somebody who's going to take a number and get it on the next shift, and that's John Ludwig. Speaking of Michael McCarran, i got to give him props, got to give him the first star of the game. Does get into that fight with John Ludwig, does try to get things going in Nashville's favor at that one. Stands up to the bell for what he was doing with Malkin, which was just a whole bunch of uh, extracurriculars, which, hey, it's hockey. That's going to happen, but when John Ludwig's on the ice, he's gonna make sure that you're gonna you're gonna answer for that. And again, that's a good thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But you know, McCarran came evident for this Nashville Predators team and getting their sixth straight victory because he scored those two goals in the first period. Nobody else was really getting anything going for the Nashville Predators. The Penguins penalty kill was good once again. The Penguins defensively as a whole were fairly solid once again, especially against the top players on the Nashville Predators, the Ryan O'Reilly's, the Phillip Forsberg's up until the last play of the game. You know, they they were really good against those players, so Michael McCarron had to step up, and he did so in the first period, scoring two goals when he only had one coming into the season in the first 20 games. So shout out to him uh, for a stellar performance against the Pittsburgh Penguins, getting two goals and really helping Nashville to the victory. Final thoughts in this one. Penguins are getting healthier. Brian Russ gets back into the lineup, which is a good thing. Now the only absence due to injury on the forward side is Ricard Raquel. He's going to be out for an extended period. I liked that they kept Drew O'Connor in the top top six of the lineup. I would have liked it a little bit more if he was on the first line, but at the same time you can't complain because both the first and the second line scored in this one. The one thing I will complain a little bit about is is that I think that that's enough of a sample size for Jansen Harkins. Uh, You have both Alex Nylander and Vinny Henestrosa as healthy scratches with Jansen Harkins in the lineup over them. I don't think we need to see that anymore. I I think that... You know, when you look at his performance last night, you you saw him make a handful of mistakes against Nashville. He wasn't good in the first four games of the season. He did have a pretty solid performance on Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but even in that performance, he wasn't bad, and that's why everybody said it was a solid performance. He did a couple of good things, but he didn't do anything, you know, overarching that was really good in that game, and then you look at what he did in Nashville, took a penalty, a not good penalty, a lazy penalty in my eyes, and then also just wasn't a positive factor on the ice for the Pittsburgh Penguins on the third line. And while, yes, I think Eller had a couple of opportunities, a Horna was around the puck pretty well. You know, I, I think any opportunity that they were going to get, there were a couple times where it got to Jansen Harkins when they were cycling well in the offensive zone and Harkins made the wrong decision, turned the puck over and it went the other way. So I, I do think that I've seen enough of Jansen Harkins personally. I don't think that he's the answer for the Penguins on the third line. I think there are plenty of other options that they can go with. And I don't think Harkins is, especially because he's not showing any scoring ability. he's not really showing a defensive capability. He's just kind of filling a roster spot. And when you already have a guy like that and and Jeff Carter, who, yes, brings that face-off ability and and I guess is a second power play guy, I, I don't I still don't see why that's that's a thing. But he, he brings a He brings more than Jansen Harkins, and and when you say that Jeff Carter brings more than somebody, that person shouldn't be in the lineup, let alone higher in the lineup on the third line, so you know, it doesn't seem like he's anywhere near scoring a goal, and he's not even creating opportunities for his linemates, so I would assume uh, that eventually the Penguins go away from him, but I would think that that needs to happen sooner rather than later. I just don't think Harkins brings very much for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Up next for them, though, they have a date. With the Tampa Bay Lightning, you look at their schedule, the Pittsburgh Penguins schedule, over the next four, they are at the Lightning, at home against Philly, then at Philly, then at the Lightning once again. So the next four games going against two teams, two teams that you're going to see you know, in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference standing. So big games for the Pittsburgh Penguins on the horizon. We'll see if they're able to bounce back and get a victory because they have been losing a, a good amount here in the last week or so or two weeks. So they need to get back on the winning track. We'll see if they can do that against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's going to be it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.